Blog Talk Radio. Where not just women are in danger, but all marginalized people. Where being uniquely different right now might truly be considered a crime. It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort, that justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election, but good will win in the end. So what today means is that we are far from the end. Today marks the beginning, the beginning of our story. The revolution starts here. The fight for the right to be free, to be who we are, to be equal. Let's march together through this darkness and with each step know that we are not afraid. That we are not alone. That we will not back down. That there is power in our unity and that no opposing force stands a chance in the face of true solidarity. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything, Austin Red here with Friday Java, a weekly magazine of political theory, polling, and commentary. It is part of the human history called people that make up this fascinating journey. We are part of the Obama network. For that, we make no apologies. What we pledge to do is give you the facts on a bridge to history, what body politics is, the most up-to-date theories of political science and cephalic. Stay tuned for this incredible ride. Austin Red, peace out. On the 28th of December 2018. This is uh, Friday Jobber beaming from to you from WBN Radio and on the Boston Red Network. Oh, Boston Red here uh, from the Jerry Pippen Broadcast Booth. We continue with our celebration of Kwanzaa, the uh, collective uh, non-spiritual holiday, and oh, we just lost our deal here. Anyway, nonetheless. Today is the third day of uh, Kwanzaa, and we've completed uh, two previous days. Uh, Yamuma is uh, unity, a Swahili word, uh, Yujuma, excuse me, and uh, Kikachagilu, self-determination, I always mispronounce that one. And today we have collective work and responsibility, which is 
of Juma, of Juma. And tomorrow will be collective works, which is a cooperative economic, excuse me, which is uh, Ujamaa. And then we have purpose, which is uh, Niner, and then we have Kuumba, uh, creativity, and finally uh, Imani, faith. So those are the seven days of uh, Kwanzaa. It was a day that uh, was literally invented by uh, Dr. Uh, Milana Karinga of uh, the... Uh, uh, Long Beach uh, University. He invented it in 1966, and it was to be an alternative uh, to uh, some other holidays, uh, specifically the Christian holiday, and it, to be a, a non-commercial a holiday. There's some there was attempts at one time to commercialize a holiday, but that is pretty much out of it. There, of course. Uh, presents on the last day uh, are presented to people. So some of the things are going on here. We thought we'd get a little review. This is at Yahoo News. We don't use Yahoo News as much, but uh, nonetheless, uh, the headline here, uh, Kwanzaa Life, uh, he added incidentally an A to it. Uh, the ladies of KFC uh, were the uh, embeddement uh of uh, Umoja and a picture of them uh, for each day of Kwanzaa the African American cultural holiday uh, that enshrines the uh, the uh, typical uh, commercialism of the American holiday uh, and uplifts a, seri uh, a sense of community through uh, the principles of unity self-determination collective works and a responsibility, cooperative economics, um, creativity, and faith. All of these things uh, have helped us to survive uh, since we were dropped off on these shores some 400 years ago. And uh, we will be highlighting a uh, person uh, from uh, the past year who exemplified the Kwanzaa. The first day of Kwanzaa, which is always the 26th, is defined by the principle of uh, Umoja, or unity. And as it happens, a workplace specifically in uh, the Philadelphia area, KFC, where four uh, African-American ladies have stood together to fall a uh, scandalous uh, prankster coming in to start a drama at the expense of an unsuspecting cashier doing her job. And uh, I and apparently thousands of others found it so compelling that uh, in the short but in the sweet uh, clip, uh, was a way in which these ladies uh, fell into uh, a formation and immediately without question or hesitation from uh, the RIP, the manager of the team, uh, Denana, uh, firmly and uh, clumsily told the uh, Mr. Prankster to greet the ladies properly and to take that S uh, to a place that uh, she designated as back there. Very interesting uh, situation there, uh, where they exemplify a Kwanzaa, according to uh, the uh, story here. And I'm not sure. Oh, this is from the Root. Now, the Root is owned by the uh, Washington Post, of all places. So, uh, the first day of Kwanzaa, the Root is celebrating uh, the uh, blackest holiday of them all. 
That's from last year. Anyway, this is uh, more of what the commercial uh, paper has uh, to say about uh, Kwanzaa. We probably throw a little bit of this in here. Uh, Harari uh, Juni, again, uh, Kukuchilana, uh, Marshawn uh, Light, that uh, burden anywhere. Lynch goes. Uh, Beast mode uh, for self-determination in uh, 2018 is a picture of Marshawn here. And uh, this is uh, another story from the root. I guess we're getting a lot of them today. For each day of Kwanzaa, the African-American cultural holiday, won't repeat that. And the principles here, the person who exemplifies that is none other than a professional football player, uh, Marshawn uh, Terrell uh, Lynch, who remains as determined as ever to define and speak for himself. Although Lynch has not been active in the national anthem protest, began by uh, Mr. Uh, Colin Kopenick, though he did remain in the locker room as a player this year with uh, the uh, women of the affiliary uh, KFC. There was a one a singular action that sealed the deal. On Wednesday, currently a running back for his hometown Oakland Raiders, that's Marshawn, and uh, coincidentally, the city where Kwanzaa was uh, created tried to lighten what uh, looked uh, like a burden for Al Davis's eternal flame at the last game the Raiders will play in the Oakland Coliseum. That is a sad situation there. Marijuana is legal in California, but Lynch, who may have uh, been living out uh, a bucket list, uh, certainly knows that... Uh, the uber uh, conservative racist plantation mentality of the uh, NFL would uh, surely uh, flaunt uh, these uh, actions, and he uh, he did it anyway, as uh, many of his actions over the years uh, locked horns uh, with his uh, be locked uh, the locked lion went with his heart, and which. Uh, Beats uh, to uh, the uh, sounds of a drummer who refuses to uh, cowtown uh, to fruitless expectations, uh, respectability politics, or uh, anti uh, community influences. He refused uh, to be a slave to the NFL. The majority of pro football players look like him and are therefore a subject to the deadly racist. Uh, impulses of the police. He once said that he would rather see Colin Kopenick take a knee on the field than uh, stand and put his hands up and get murdered. Very interesting situation. Uh, there's a high school a photo of him. Uh, he gave up a promising career as a youth pastor, a regional manager at Office Max to become one of the most celebrated backs in the history of the NFL. Period. So, nonetheless, Mr. Marshawn uh, Lynch, uh, you are the uh, epitome of uh, self-determination. Perhaps you'll live uh, even uh, some 60 years ago. Your last name would have been your fate, the uh, beast mode. Anyway, this is uh, kind of interesting here. Let me just uh, hit around a little more. Newsday. Uh, Roosevelt event kicks off a Kwanzaa celebration of family and optimism. This is on Long Island, incidentally. I won't read all of this, 
for, for Barbara Mc, uh, McFadden, observing uh, the African-American holiday of Kwanzaa. Doesn't replace uh, celebrating a Christmas. The families of family from across the country will still gather in McFarland's West Hampton House for Christmas, one-day event. She says, and Kwanzaa is more like a way of life for her family. So uh, it was established, of course, in uh, 1966 by uh, the uh, California State University at Long Beach uh, African Studies, Professor Milana Karinga. We appreciate him. And uh, the day, there's a picture of, uh, this is Carol Gillum, on Saturday, a few days before uh, this year, uh, Kwanzaa begins. About 100 people on Long Island were uh, celebrating it. Uh, and they have comments here from a uh, African Studies professor at uh, York uh, uh, College in uh, Queens, and Queens College talked about a collective work, Carol Gillum, the Roosevelt uh, Librarian, uh, Black History, uh, uh, Black uh, Heritage Librarian spoke, and that was a. We just saw a picture of her here. Hopefully, we have some time there. Uh, here's a commentary. This is uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer from Karen uh, Warlington. Anyway, my family skips Christmas, celebrates a, con a Kwanzaa instead. Uh, when my grandson was about three years old, I decided to start a new holiday tradition for my family, inserting, uh, instead, excuse me, instead of the uh, driving myself to exhaustion buying uh, Christmas presents that would, within a week, be forgotten or discarded, I uh, decided that the uh, celebration of Kwanzaa, designed to pay tribute to the rich cultural roots of African Americans, would become our annual family tradition. So my grandson, his toddler friends, and uh, family members gathered in my living room as we share uh, family stories, retracing our family history. Uh, instead of uh, Santa, so this is very interesting. Here, I won't get into all of it, but uh, for me, the principles. This is Karen uh, Warrington talking here. Principle: Kwanzaa, Unity, Self-Determination, Collective Works. Responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith represent a, a practical and reasonable path to reinforce a family and community bonding by respecting those who have uh, made a way for us uh, and uh, helping to create uh, posi positivity uh, as we move forward. But once again, uh, just days before Kwanzaa, I'm in search of red, black, and green uh, candles to light each day for the celebration. Uh, we have some around here. So that's the Kwanzaa part of the production here. We uh, spent a little time on it. So now we'll move to our major production. Incidentally, our friends at the University of uh, Virginia, Charlottesville, they're off for the next few years. They are a university, therefore they're on a holiday, as are many uh, universities uh, being on holiday. We have a Reuters poll, which will, uh, they are a part now of uh, of the Reuters uh, Sapo uh, polls there, which used to be Ropa. We used to work for Ropa, incidentally. Anyway, uh, the according to their poll, uh, most Americans, and this is a little bit deceiving here, uh, blame uh, D.J. Trump uh, than uh, the Congress. That's a poll released it was released on a Thursday. We'll get to the poll here in just a second. It was taken the 21st through 25th of December. 47% of adults hold a Trump responsible, while 33% blame the Democrats in a Congress. 
the shutdown was triggered, of course, by inaction uh, on a DJ Trump for his little border wall, which evidently uh, our own uh, Jim McGovern uh, from the Commonwealth had tried to uh, interrupt uh, the brief Republican-run uh, session in the House by offering a measure to reopen the shuttered government uh, agencies and keep them running through February 8th. But he was ignored, and his mic was soon turned off. The House session only lasted three minutes. And this is uh, like a pro forma session uh, somewhere, I think, in the Washington Post. They mentioned uh, Pat Roberts, who is in his 80s. He was, uh, uh, here we go, he was speaking to reporters. This is Pat Roberts here. It's somewhere in this uh, little uh, thing. Anyway, he's speaking to reporters. We're on the Republican side. Uh, do not want to vote uh, for the bill. The president, but the president won't sign. Um, so he, since he lives in Virginia, he's originally from Kansas. I remember covering his race out there. Uh, he was sort of behind the eight ball on that. He finally won the race, but uh, he just said he'd have to go back home and rest up. I can understand why he was going home and resting up. Let's get to this Reuters poll here. Who deserves the blame uh, most for the federal government shutdown? They found uh, 46.8% uh, D.J. Trump, 33.2% the Congress. Uh, Democrats in the Congress would be more specific. And other was uh, 20, uh, excuse me, 12.4%. Republicans in Congress, 7.8%. Uh, Very interesting here. Um, what do these polls actually show? Uh, not, not very much. Uh, basically, um, the uh, the Trumpsters, uh, people that support Trump, around 40% or so, uh, pretty much uh, stood uh, there uh, with uh, the blame uh, for the Democrats. So nothing new here, actually, in this poll. And we really don't have any other polls. The increased number of border agents, that's a loaded question there. Uh, 60% support it. 24.1% oppose it, and 15.9%, uh, almost 16%, they just don't know. So there you go. <laughs> kind of interesting number there. Building additional fencing along the border. Uh, let's see, 43.6% uh, support it, 42.2% uh, uh, oppose it, and 14%, uh, they don't know. So... Doesn't tell us once. That's a one-point difference there on uh, more fencing. But uh, the question is, how much more fencing? Allow illegal uh, young people. Boy, that's a very loaded question here. Who arrive as children to apply uh, for deportation deferments and work permits. Uh, let's see. How does this thing go? Hmm. Well, according to this, 62.6% uh, support it, 19.5% uh, don't know, and 17.9% oppose it. So supposedly uh, young children uh, can arrive and uh, to apply for deportation deferments and uh, work permits. Okay. All right. And this is interesting. They threw in uh, Elizabeth Warren's uh, uh, approval rating, and it's been kind of interesting. The Boston Globe had a 
a little article basically saying that uh, 2020 was not Elizabeth Warren's um, time. It should have been 216. She couldn't run in 216 because, first of all, the progressive of all progressives, Bernie Sanders was there, and he would have beat her anyway for the nomination on the Democratic side had she tried that. And then, of course, that was Hillary DeMasa Clinton there also. So it was a, a full field. And nonetheless, her unfavorables, and this is kind of interesting, they put the unfavorables first at 52.8%. They usually put the favorables first, and the favorables at 49.2% uh, there for Elizabeth Warren. Bernie Sanders, 60.2% his favorable rating, his unfavorable rating is... Uh, 39.8%. Not bad for Bernie. Do you currently have any uh, student uh, loans? 76.8% uh, said no, and 21.6% uh, yes, and 1.6% didn't know. Interesting there. Yeah, we'll skip Paul Ryan. He's long gone. Oh, he will be finished in a few days. Joe Lunchbox Biden, uh, his favorables are very high. 62.5% favor him. His unfavorables at 37.5%. Not bad at all. He can live with that. Hillary Clinton. Well, she's 52.2%. Uh, better than Elizabeth Warren and her, oh, excuse me, her unfavorables. It's interesting they're listing the unfavorables first. And her favorables at 48.8%. Uh, this is uh, from uh, December. Oh, okay. This is from December twenty sixth, two thousand seventeen to uh, two thousand eighteen on the twenty sixth. And looking at the graphic here. Oops. Yeah, about the same thing. I wouldn't put much in this. Do you attend religious services? Kind of interesting indication here. At least once a month, 32.1%. Uh, never 27.7%. Uh, I like that number. Uh, once uh, to several times a year, 19.3%. Less than uh, once a year, 15.2%. And don't know. Well, they were 5.7%. So basically, you see the uh, country in terms of institution religious is not very religious. Not a lot of religious honesty out there. Uh, would you? Let me see. Would you say you have a great deal of confidence? Only some confidence, or hardly any confidence uh, at all in the uh, people running uh, this institution, the executive branch of the federal government. Kind of an interesting one here. Hardly any confidence. Any, any confidence? Thirty-seven. I assume they're talking about the DJ Trump. Administration of thirty point six. That was thirty point thirty seven point four, and uh, a great deal of conference nineteen point four percent, and uh, don't know uh, twelve point five percent there. Well, let me see. Would you say you have a great deal of confidence? You know, uh, are only some confidence, or hardly any confidence in the people running Congress? Well, it's interesting. These congressional polls uh, have. Uh, Hardly have any confidence, forty-two percent. Only some confidence, thirty-six uh, percent, and a great deal of confidence, only ten point five percent. 
Congress always rates low in these polls, but they also get uh, reelected to the Supreme Court. Uh, only some confidence at uh, 41.4%, a great deal of confidence, 29.9%. Uh, Hardly any confidence, 21% all over the place here, and don't know 11%. So there you go. Supreme Court, incidentally, in history has sort of been up and down in the press. We will give this one uh, hardly any confidence, 44%. That's very troubling there. Only uh, uh, some confidence, 28.4%. A great deal of confidence, only 16.8%. And don't know, 10%. So you're looking at these that we had. Uh, some confidence and hardly any confidence together. We get, uh, let's see, two... 72% in that category. Not good. For journalism, do you have a great deal of confidence? Some confidence, hardly any confidence at all in people running of this institution, major companies, major corporations. Let's see what's going on here with these. Only some confidence, 42 point, uh, 40.2%. Hardly any confidence, 31.1%. A great deal of confidence, confidence only 13.8% uh, and don't know 11%. Uh, so there's hardly any confidence. There's 34.1% of those and only some confidence. So there's not a lot of confidence in people running major companies. The law enforcement here, a great deal of confidence at 37.4%. And we have a Baltimore story coming up, incidentally, where there's virtually no confidence. Only some confidence at... Um, 35.4%, hardly any confidence at 18.6%, don't know 8.6%. So, that, yeah, that would say uh, communities of color, uh, communities that are impoverished, etc., would be the people that have hardly any confidence. And the uh, 35.4% means uh, only some confidence. And 34.4%, uh, a great deal of confidence. Well, that would be people absolutely on the right. The military, a great deal of confidence, confidence Excuse me, at 55%, only some confidence at 26.2%, hardly any confidence at 9.8%. And don't know 9.1% uh, in the military. Military is higher than some. In um, university research organizations, and where are we? Well, only some confidence, 39.7%. A great deal of confidence, 26.4%. Hardly any confidence, 21.2%. Uh, don't know 12% there. Uh, universities do a little bit better, not as much as uh, the military. So I'm not sure how this goes. Uh, okay. What's the most important issue in determining your vote? Health care. Generally, that's 17.7%. Immigration, 13.2%. Uh, Economics in general, only 12.4%. Economics usually doesn't stand up as high up the uh, poll. Others are 7.8%. Uh, Social Security, 6.3%. Um, hmm. Unemployment, 5.8%. Uh, Education, only 4.8%. Uh, Tragic. 
the environment 4.3% and taxes 4.1%. And let's see, Medicare, Medicaid, only at 3.8%. We've done several programs there. Crime, lower in order, uh, a little below that, only 3.4%. Gun lawyers, 2.8%. That would tell you that you don't spend a lot of time on those. Social issues like abortion, same-sex marriage, hardly anybody is uh, 2.7% there. International uh, issues, uh, conflicts, 2.1%. Uh, let's see, what else we got going here? Oh, the deficit at one point. That's uh, related to economics. And energy, gas prices, uh, only 1.6% there. And what is the last one? I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, that tells you lots of where basically where things uh, stand. Uh, do you, uh, does anyone in your home own a gun? Uh, hmm, surprised by that one. 71% said no, and 28.9% uh, yes. But everybody in America owned a gun. Feel like a stranger in the country. They couldn't get a sample on that one. I support uh, Colin Kopenick. They couldn't get anything on that. And I guess we'll give it up at that point. Uh, there, let me just look at our time. But that is uh, some polling of it we got out here, recent polling. Uh, let's go to the Trump visit uh, to Iraq. Prompts concern about. Uh, politicalization of uh, the military. No doubt about that. Old Trump was signing uh, caps that uh, make America great again. Uh, red caps there. Anyway, uh, the uh, president's bizarre out of state, out of step, excuse me, with his predecessors, highlighting the uh, struggle the Pentagon faces in uh, navigating an avowedly apolitical military through a hyper uh, partisan era in American politics. This incidentally is the Washington Post here. Philip uh, Rucker is here and uh, Paul Sine, I suppose. The struggle is likely to intensify with the beginning of the 2020 campaign with the departure of uh, Mad Dog Mattis, who sought to prevent the military from becoming a pawn in what these people call the National Tribal War. Trump defended his conduct uh, last Thursday on CNN uh, Within the fake news universe, anyway. Critics also uh, focused on the content of Trump's speech during his trip by making uh, overtly uh, political remarks to uniformed troops who were excited to meet their commander-in-chief. Trump risked the uh, American public seeing the military as partisan fan base and critics in the image there. And we just talked a little bit about that. As long as the message from the president is how wonderful... It is that they are doing a service for the country. That's great. That's Charles uh, Blanchard, a former uh, general counsel for the Army and the Air Force during the Clinton and Obama administrations. But when it turns into a political rally, what do people see? They see enthusiastic uh, soldiers clapping and yelling for a partisan message. Blanchard and other experts to say an erosion of public faith in the military that 74% uh, of the Americans express a confidence uh, during a uh, 2018 poll. This is a Gallup poll, not the Reuters we just read, ISOPs. Anyway, uh, making it by far the most trusted 
government institution in American public life, one of the ways the military historically has earned that trust is steering clear of politics. Robert Dole, like we remember him from his LBJ uh, books, he is a presidential historian. There is always an element of politics when presidents visit troops overseas, but Trump's uh, transgressed the line. LBJ went to Vietnam and visited the troops, Dalek said, and he uh, did he attack the Republicans? Did he attack Democratic critics? No, it was inappropriate. Now, that was in the 1960s. People would not have stood for that. But uh, once again, uh, you uh, have uh, Trump is someone... Uh, it bends the rules, violates the norms in order to make himself look special or exceptional. Very dangerous territory to be in. Uh, for re- uh, the reason for norms, according to Rosa uh, Brooks, a law professor and national security expert at the George Washington University, to ensure that an institution uh, endowed by the American public with tremendous power isn't being used uh, for partisan ends. We have uh, the line, uh, because we don't uh, want to turn into a banana republic, that could very well happen, noting that she is less worried about a handful of troops meeting the president or uh, forgetting uh, their training and more concerned about Trump using an uh, address uh, to uh, military personnel in a blatantly partisan uh, manner. Speaking on stage at the El Assad uh, Air Base in front of camouflage netting and a giant American flag, the president sported a military-style bomber jacket. I guess he took off his suit jacket and uh, alternated uh, between uh, political uh, points and musings on foreign policy uh, between uh, expressing appreciation and gratitude. So, in other words, uh, on stage, uh, stage as usual, old uh, Lee Greenwood's uh, God Bless the USA uh, and extending uh, to a rendition of the Rolling Stones, you can't always get what you want. Bizarre. During the visit to the base uh, dining facility, Trump signed uh, several Make America Great hats that service members had brought with him. Oh, I see. They brought him. He wasn't passing them out. Well, that's a little bit different. He also uh, signed a pitch for one service member that read uh, Trump 2020. At Rheinstadt, that is in Germany, uh, photographers, uh, a photographer, a photograph, excuse me, um, posted by the Bloomberg, a report on social media showed uniformed troops holding red hats and one uh, carrying a Trump a bumper sticker. The Pentagon declined to say whether these activities amounted to a violation of military rules. They do, in fact, do. The U.S. Air Force in Europe, in a statement to Stars and Stripes, incidentally, Stars and Stripes is a private publication, but it's read by everyone, said of those who brought the... Uh, M-A-G hats uh, didn't violate the rule because there's no rule against airmen bringing uh, personal items to be signed by a president. Mm, I don't know. Could get to be hairy. Critics and retired military officers tried the president's decision to deploy thousands of active uh, duty troops to the border with Mexico ahead of the midterm elections as a political stunt, no doubt about that. And part of the problem is uh, with the military, too many uh, political uh, stunts 
get the military in a position that's not very good at all. In mid-2016, for example, the uh, chair of the Joint Chiefs, that would be uh, Dunford, uh, Joseph Dunford, wrote an article in the Joint Chiefs Quarterly ex explaining that while the um, uh, U.S. forces uh, retain uh, the right to vote and engage in political issues, they don't... Uh, they must guard against allowing the military to become politicized and must protect uh, the integrity and political neutrality of the military. Uh, that has uh, been uh, basically the situation of the military since, uh, literally, since um, Woodrow Wilson and his racist Wilsonian uh, policy uh, have been in a mode and that mode changed in the uh with the uh desegregation of the military order signed by Harry S. Gibbonhill Truman out of uh Kansas City. And then in the fifties, uh, the Vietnam War, a uh, large number of uh, people of color there, particularly African Americans, were in that war. And that was a situation where the racist was still there. It was so bad in some units that they literally had to put up the firearms, lock them up. But those are some of the problems that happened. But uh, since uh, the uh, into the 70s, the all-volunteer army, in the 80s, particularly in the 90s, the number of African Americans in the 2000s, and that's 18 years back, has dropped uh, from what it once was when General Powell was around there. So that has changed many things important uh, uh, to the troops and morale that the commander-in-chief was willing to go and see them. Well, this is the only the first time uh, he has done that, and he's in political trouble. The advantage that Trump has over political rivals, uh, Taylor Taylor, incidentally, is a Republican uh, strategist, but he is a commander-in-chief and carries the respect to of the office. Well, that may be to some and to some not, but he diminishes himself and the office by using an opportunity to politicize. Well, in, in Trump's case, everything Trump does is a political, so I think people don't see the difference. Another headline, Congress uh, punts a uh, showdown into the new year when the Democrats will retake the House. That's uh, back to uh, Representative McGovern, Jim McGovern, the Commonwealth. Uh, he was denied the floor, and Mike was uh, cut off. The only people who don't see uh, seem to be in a hurry are the Republican leadership and the president. The country on uh, Thursday entered the sixth day of the government shutdown, and I guess a new estimate here uh, that it furloughed 350,000 workers. That is uh, two workers are too many. Barring a surprise, it won't be that. It would be the second longest shutdown of the decade. We divided Congress. Of course, we'll be back next week. And this is from Pat Roberts here. Uh, told reporters after presiding over a pro forma uh, session in the Senate, but it lasted less than four minutes. He lives in Virginia. In Dort City, in Dodge City, Kansas, they, uh, they say uh, horse divided against itself cannot stand. Robert said that's about where we are. And around the government, the effects were uh, spreading, even though the Barclay government, Pentagon, the uh, Health and Education uh, Department, and Congress itself has uh, funding through next September. The management of uh, person, the personnel, the Office of Personnel Management shared a a tweet on Thursday in which it uh, shared advice and letters uh, templates for federal workers to use in negotiating for uh, deferred rent 
and payments to other creditors. As we discussed, I'm a federal employee who's recently been furloughed due to lack of funding from my agency. Because of this, my income has been severely cut off. I am unable to pay the entire course of my rent along with other expenses. And one of simple letters says it suggested the possibility of uh, doing uh, uh, building chores and reduce the rent. Oh, boy, this is pathetic. The Environmental Protection Agency, Smithsonian, Smithsonian Institute, two departments have been followed uh the White House directive to find money to stay open as long as possible announced event reserve funds that have carried them through this week will end, shutting the uh, EPA on Friday at midnight and the museum and the, uh, the museums and the National Zoo starting on Wednesday. The Federal Emergency Management Corporation said the National Flood Insurance will not issue new policies during the shutdown. Lawmakers from both parties have ripped the decision and called on the agency to reopen the program and anybody to work there. So, in other words, uh, the signs of surrender were littered uh, uh, across the Capitol by midday. A pile of mail lay by the, the uh, doors of the office of old man McConnell and Chuck Schumer. Well, Paul Ryan's out of the ballgame, so we don't need to waste any time on him. Roberts was one of five lawmakers spotted in uh, Thursday at the Capitol, that was yesterday, where tourists uh, filled the uh, building because Congress included its own funding in earlier legislation uh, that uh, provided the full uh, 75%. Roberts, 82, has a home in suburban Virginia, making him closer to the Senate so he doesn't have to drive very far along. And this little pro forma uh, session... Uh, period. So in other words, this is the story of there. We'll end it here. Um, this is outrageous. This is from uh, Mark uh, Warner. He's from Virginia. represents a lot of federal workers. Don't uh, go to work uh, wearing red or uh, blue jerseys. They are public servants and the president is treating them like uh, Poker chips at one of uh, his failed casinos. That's a good line there. Wish we would have thought about that. So let me go now to ESPN. And we'll start with some basketball scores here. The uh, Celtics were in uh, Houston Rockets 127 to 113. The Knicks were at the Bucks in Milwaukee. Bucks 112 to uh, 96. And. Oh. Let me get the rest of these. The Lakers were at the Kings. It was a one-point game, and the Kings uh, beat the Lakers 117 to 116. The 76ers and Jazz, it was all 76ers out in uh, Utah, 114 to 97. And the Trailblazers, 110 to uh, 109 over the Warriors in an overtime affair there. And the college scores uh, from uh, the 27th, which was yesterday... Temple and Duke, it was uh, Duke uh, 56 uh, to 27. And the University of Miami and Wisconsin, uh, Miami only got three on the board. Wisconsin was 35, was not a game there. Baylor and Vanderbilt, it was Baylor 45 to uh, 38. And on Saturday the 29th, we'll have Florida and Michigan. 
and uh, they will be at noon, and uh, also South Carolina and Virginia, Arkansas State, and Nevada. That will be at 1. Notre Dame and Clemson uh, at 4 p.m. The big game will be uh, the night game, Oklahoma versus number 1, number 4, Oklahoma versus number 1, uh, Alabama. That will be on, uh, let's see, what it be? Saturday night. Okay. They moved it around a little bit on us. Cincinnati versus uh, Virginia Tech. That will be on Monday the 31st, last day of the year. Stanford versus uh, Pittsburgh. That will be at 2 o'clock. The other game is a 1 o'clock game. Michigan State, the Oregon Ducks at 3 o'clock uh, out in Oregon. And uh, Missouri and Oklahoma State at 3.45 Eastern Time. Northwestern versus Utah, that'll be at 7 o'clock. As people start to celebrate, uh, as one would say, North Carolina State versus Texas A&M will be at 7.30. And for those that survived uh, New Year's Eve, it'll be Mississippi State and Iowa at noon, and LSU and UCF at 1 o'clock, Kentucky and Penn State. Usually always Penn State, uh, although Joe Paterno, his days, anyway. Washington.